0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: Morning, everybody. Mm. Stealing up my glasses there. Eh? And welcome to Sandy Q&A, which this week will come to you in two parts, because... Last week I decided to run a Sunday um, And so I didn't have time to do Sunday Q&A So it either means today's Sunday Q&A will be remarkably long Or I just split it in half So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bang one out this morning, obviously And I'm going to bang one out tomorrow around about 5, 6ish Because you shouldn't be watching Sunday Q&A in the mornings on a Monday You should be out driving vans <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, yeah, right. So, to get straight to um, straight into it. Shane Hardy says, um, "Is Pete getting to the end of his CX um, encyclopedia?" I um, would oh, love the chunky jumper. <laughs> the chunky jumper was knit um, by my wife. I'm not wearing it right now because it's a heat wave. But it was, yeah, that's cool. I love the jumper. Um, the CX encyclopedia is kind of every time I come up with something new. The whole idea was the channel was designed to. Well, it just started off as didn't have any idea, to be honest with you. And then it just developed into a channel designed to help people. But As I learn new things, we've got a few ones coming up. We've got one on running with pets in, in in vans. People ask questions, one's come up. And also I'm going to, have to update a few videos. I'm going to do another one on pricing structure. What I've done is I've rung around. It's really difficult to get people to say, what do you pay a mile? Which is bizarre when you go, I'm only asking you so that people know what to quote. So, that they'll quote the money that you want to pay them. I presume that they're hoping that if they don't tell you, you'll be quoting a penny a mile or something like that, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, but I'm going to have to update my pricing structure one. Uh, hmm. But yeah, but on top of which, the plan is one, for the, one video a week for the CX, a um, hottest change, it, anything like that. One video a week is the life on the road, so you actually get to see what it's like, real life like, you know, and one is the questions. That's the way it's going to work out. Except for this week, it's going to be four videos because there's going to be two Q and A's. Marvellous. Um, Peel, um, Paul. Oh yeah, and a little. And before we go on, shout out to Paul Wilkins. He says an update on my test. I failed my first attempt, first try test. However, I retook yesterday. I passed. I'm now a fully licensed HGV Class One driver and can drive Arctics. Whee! Well done, Paul. Um, now I'm on a hunt for Class One job. Um, if you're new to it. A lot of firms are going to be weary because they kind of, it's one of those situations. They want you with two years insurance, two years no claims because it it, it affects their insurance. But I think a lot of the big firms like Stobbards and stuff like that will take new drivers and will train them. I don't know if they're going to give you the same money, but it's entry into it. As I understand it, I'm not Class One, I'm Class Two. Like I say, I'm long gone from vans now and I drive a Class Two lorry. So the kind of big boys are above my league as well. But I'm sure if anyone has got any advice, Paul. I'm sure, it will come in the comments. So, catching up on the videos. Last week we did one um, when it says job pays. This is interesting. We had job pays, and it comes up. And oh, there was a few of them this week. There was one on. I was debating on Friday. My mega week went sideways, but we'll do that at the beginning of the next video. And there was one on Friday, and um, it said it was going from Wolfham Cross in a truck. To someone like Milton Keynes, it was like, I don't know, 90 odd miles. And it was like a 12 tonne as well. And I'm thinking I could finish this one, go and pick that one up, go up to Milton Keynes, but I've got a lot of stuff to catch on because I missed out on my Sunday. It said job pays 180 quid. I thought, thanks very much for letting me know. I won't even bother quoting for that money. I've got other stuff in my life that I've got to do. So, so, Tall Man Small Van said, I saw an interesting one recently, Wolverhampton to Edinburgh. Being a driver's mate sitting in a van as the customer of the shipper had requested the goods be accompanied at all time if the driver had a break. No handball. Uh, it was a 1,200 kilo pallet, job pays 400 quid. I am nearly bid on it, except I didn't know whether or not you'd have to make your own way back from there on public transport. That's kind of reasonable, isn't it, really? I imagine you'd ring the shipper. And then the shipper might go and ask the driver. The driver might be coming back. The driver might be in Edinburgh. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a weird one. I kind of like the weird ones. But, um, yeah, I imagine doing that case. Ring the shipper and say, yeah, I can do it. I can do it for this money. How am I getting home? <laughs> Steve at SDC Services said, I got to a job the other week. Pays £100 to get me home. Great. Got to the pickup. Old bloke comes out ranting at me, calling me a robbing git. As I remain professional and go about my business, a fork truck driver, the guy, the old bloke, is still on one. I said, look, mate, I said, it's nothing to do with me, I just drive, deliver the goods. As I went to the desk to collect the paperwork, he said, look at this, the email on the PC, they charged £300. Not to do with me, I just did the job, although it left a better taste. Seen it before. Uh, I know we have to try to make a living, but it seems the drivers tend to always take a hit, nothing you can do but crack on. You're right, mate, there is nothing you can do that crack on. If you turn around and say, I'm only getting 100 quid of it, what you're going to do is you're going to drop the shipper right in it, and the shipper might get the hump, and you don't know. We had a situation before when I'd, um, when I'd you know, I'm doing the panic weights, where I had to paint the side of a lorry, and... Um, uh, but my mate, you know, I told you, I picked up the wrong pallets. Had to take them to Leeds, then bring them all the way back again, and pick up the right pallets and take them all the way up. Now my mate had to cover that because you said the guy in there, although you went in and gave the right references, he's just going to kick up and go no because you sent that lorry in. I'm not, I'm not paying the return. Um, and he said, but don't worry. You said what I do is I just make it up on, on future jobs. So what he would do is in, in, in the future he'd put. 20 quid on air, 50 quid on air, that kind of thing, and get his money back. It could be a situation like that. Or it just could be they're making a load of money. Again, nothing wrong with that. Business is business. But, yeah, um, it is kind of frustrating, I suppose. But then again, people, in my experience, people are going to pay. They're not going to pay more than they have to. If they can get a van for hundred quid and it's good and it's reliable, they're going to take it. Even if they've got a thousand pound on their job, they're going to take it. So they won on that one, Steve. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts, mate. Um, Tony Mason. He says, as you say, Pete, a double-edged sword. Uh, the yeah, the job pays. It can be good money on the job as they want to get it off, or no money, and that's or no money, and and that what they want to pay. That's what they want to pay. Is feedback important? Feedback is important. It's not the be-all and end-all, but it is important. Um, I don't think she, I don't think shippers... He said, I don't think shippers look at it. If the price is right, you'll get the job. Don't check the shippers' feedback and never had a problem. He said, I, I don't check the shippers' feedback and never had a problem. Well, I know I never really, in fairness, because, I, as I said, I don't know if this video's even come out yet, but the problem is... By the time you see the job and by the time you've gone, oh, wow, let's just see they pay that with the, term, the terms and conditions. Let's see how quick they pay. Let's just check the feedback. Yeah, I'm got to bid on them. They say, oh, it's sold. I tend to, what I would tend to do is put the bid in and then have a look and go, just go and check to see like, what their feedback is. like you know, Or just not, I'd be like, yeah don't, yeah, don't check the feedback. From a shipper's point of view, I think the, they're more likely to check the feedback if you put in a silly quote. Okay, let's put a silly quote in there. Let's just see what his feedback is. Oh, actually, he's 100%. I'm going to give him a ring and find out why he's put a silly quote in. Maybe he's going home, so we'll see. Uh, TC Services says there's a shipper who regularly posts how much the job is. In fact, there is one on there at the moment. It's been on since this afternoon. It's had no takers. It's for £25. I'm tempted to put my price prices and see if they accept it. You've got nothing to lose. And for 25 quid, I'm not being funny, but I'm trying to work out prices now. And it strikes me... You're only going to get it for 25 quid. If it's a small van job and the small van happens to be sitting outside the collection point and it happens to be dropping off three miles away, which is not far from his house. Because 25 quid ain't gonna buy you an awful lot anymore. I think I like some feedback. I think minimum on a job should be 40, well, th- probably thirty at least on that on that small that that has got to be that the craziest small van job in the world. Going up to about 70 on a Lumen for the, for just a minimum price on a job. But I'm I've, I've trying to work out prices for month. But a bit of feedback, you know, I'll tell you what, you guys, if you're a shipper, please tell me, what do you pay? Short wheelbase. Yeah, actually, actually, why not? If you're a shipper and you're prepared to, just give me a rough idea. You don't even have to put your name. You can go as anonymous or something like that. I don't know how you do that, but you might be able to do that. Um, just how much you would pay for small van, short wheelbase, medium wheelbase, long wheelbase, extra long, Luton, Luton curtain. And i'm going to try and do an up to date video so people know what they should be paying what and don't get me wrong if you say, "Well, what for a loot and what I normally do is i I normally want um ten p a mile i'm just going to ignore it, <laughs> and if you say you pay ten pounds a mile, I'm just going to ignore it, so I know that there is a bandwidth here um but I would try and narrow it down so people know it just takes the stress out of it, you know um Right, uh, yeah. Also, tell you to go say. Anyone know how much it costs a shipper to join the CX? Is it free, or do they have to pay a subscription, just like as curious? Have a guess. <laughs> you pay <laughs> anyway you do it, but you're going to pay, aren't you? Because it's a service. It's not like, well, the, you're getting to put jobs on which you can then sell on. You, you can get from your customer and then subcontract out to make a profit. They're going to want some of that. That's fine. That's just that is, that's normal. I would say. Andy Darwin says, "Why take a job in the first place if it doesn't pay?" And who in their right mind is going to take pallets from London to Glasgow for a hundred quid? That's just an example I pulled out the air, um, Andy. I don't know if that's a real thing, but you're right. Don't you? You quote what you are prepared to do the job for, and if it says, and, then, and coming back to Tony, I'd put the price in. If it says job pays twenty five pound, I say, yeah, I'll do it for fifty. And occasionally they go, "Did you read the notes?" And I go, "Yeah." But i ain't doing it for twenty five pounds. <laughs> if you and then if they've got an empty c- computer screen, or if they've got all they've got is bids of fifty and up, they've got two choices take the fifty or don't move the stuff and let the customer down. So yeah, I'd always put a bid in. Paul Harrison says, This is what destroys this job. Customers should always should always what the job is worth plus profit. Not quite sure what that means, Paul, but um, thanks for the comment. Anyway. Um Matt Hodge said, if you I think if a shipper puts a load as a backload, they should give us a clue what they want to pay. Um, it has been said that a hot shot from Southall to Leicester in an extra-long wheelbase, 113 miles, with the comments, we can offer the price of £50 we pay cash on collection, which is 44p per mile. Yeah, well, in that case, you can offer it, but somebody would be a fool to take it, unless, of course, they happen to have just tipped in Southall and live in Leicester. And even then, I'd say, no, I'd rather drive home empty. What about if I get there and I'm hanging around for an hour? What if I get to the other side and the place is shut and I'm stuck with the goods on board and it lets me down for my job for the morning? I go for that kind of money. Um, I also think, with back, um, to me, it's more important that when it says backload, it shouldn't say needs to be collected in the next hour and needs to get there as soon as possible. If it's backload, it should say it can be collected any Monday to Friday and as long as it gets there by Saturday morning, that's OK. That's a backload. That's not a high job. Van on the run. How you doing, mate? How we doing? He said, I'm a bit late replying to this one. Well, I'm a bit late filming the video, so you're in business. Hopefully I'm not missed miss the cut-off point. He said, I've noticed there are two scenarios where shippers tend to post more job pays loads. When the CX is quiet and some unscrupulous shippers are trying to get their jobs done very cheap as they know the market is in their favour, although to be fair, they may be getting less work and need to maximise their profits per job to remain profitable overall. That's it. You don't know the other side. Don't kick them. If they say they want to pay for nothing, just go, fine. I mean, I'm not doing it. That's the way forward. When the CX is very busy like it was last August and shippers were struggling to get jobs covered, so it says job pace is actually very good. That's a good point. If they know there's like 200 jobs on there and they know there's a limited amount of vans, they might go, I'm going to stick a nice big quote on there. There's your juicy bone, guys. First come, first served. Get that van, narrow it down, make sure it's there. Um... This is when the sun is shining and it's time to make hay. I've said on my own channel, he has got a channel. i plugged it before. We'll do you a link, mate. A link to Van on a Run. Check him out. I think he's on his way to 1,000 subscribers. Please subscribe. When you get to 1,000 subscribers, Google will give you money for adverts. That loads, but it helps keep the lights on. um, people need to realize that all the work on a CX is subcontracting work and therefore it is at a backload rate, which is when you put a backload on it. That's a backload on a backload. That's discount on discount. It winds me up when most shippers post jobs looking for dedicated direct service, but they say it needs a backload rate. Yeah, I just agree with you there. Uh, they ask him for backload on a back. Yep. Yeah, and people go uh, for this work. I know just an example. Put the four pallets to Scotland you mentioned would be at least £180 on the pallet network. I don't understand why shippers take jobs from their clients at such rates. If uh, If they do it once, their customers will keep trying this approach. I don't know if it is the customers or they're trying to maximise profits or sometimes you get customers that are mean. Who knows? The bottom line is this. When it says job pays, it means nothing. You do it for what you are prepared to do it for. And per in If it's a job pays £30. I said, Well, I don't go do it for thirty, but I do it for sixty, I'll let him know. Sometimes it just gets rejected straight away. Go fine, okay. Then it reappears again. He go right, I'll put that sixty pound back in again. Actually this time i put seventy off shoven. <laughs> you do you. End of the day, you do you. Right, we've got lots of go through as usual. Um fiberglass my wagon. I decided to Mickey Mouse a step on the truck. Well, I didn't decide to Mickey Mouse a step on the truck. I didn't realise what I should have done. I've now come to the conclusion when you need something done mechanically before you decide to dive straight in and do it yourself, ask the mechanic. <laughs> what do I do here, Mark? He's up there at the a moment. he got MOT. I've got MOT on Monday. He's got to do a fuel, uh, fuel sensor and stuff like that. But otherwise, he's got five new tyres. Fortunately, my mate Ian, if he's watching, Ian, thank you, done me a deal on four... They call him pre-loved, nearly new tyres. Great business. He's a lovely guy. I'll get really well with him. He's a really nice guy. Anyway, got to finish this so I can go up there and do the PODs. i well, stop still then, then, Peter. Get on with it. Uh-
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation and partnership.
1: Fiberglass, my wagon, Tony. Yes, <laughs> this did make me smile. Good as new. <laughs> no, it wasn't, Tony. It would have been okay by the time I finished the fiberglassing. If I'd done a bit of sanding, maybe sprayed it up a bit, it would have been okay. Um uh, <laughs> Reddings Green Grocer says, "Do love your enthusiasm, Pete. Once a market trader, always a market trader." He said, "You remind me of my granddad." Uh, and his make do amend attitude. Yeah, you could call it that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you get a whole new step panel from uh, buy some parts for 40 quid and just bolt it on. <laughs> just got a, a whole corner bumper up for a Scania for 38 pounds and bolt it on right away. Red and green grocers, that's exactly what I did in the end. <laughs> I spent an hour or two hours fiberglass in it. And then Giuseppe came around and went, Why don't you just get a new step? And then Mark turned around and went, Why don't you just get a new step? So exactly what I did. I got a new step. A week later, Mark went, it's done. <laughs> oh, God, why does I do? Oh, you make work for yourself sometimes, don't you? Uh, David JM said, don't give up the day job. Start building Airfix models when you're waiting to offload. I'm the kid that used to make the Airfix models that when the plane was finished, it had more glue on it. <laughs> it's just like a ball of glue. I'm sure there's a spitfire under there somewhere. Um... <laughs> Uh, Shane Hardy. He said, "Pete, you should have worn gloves and a mask, mate, when standing in case." As he said, "In case you don't." As I'm putting this on, eleven minutes in. And Paul Evans said, "Should have we wear a mask, mate. Fiberglass in was yeah. Well, he was good to meet you at Cemetery Park the other day. He was good to meet you too, Paul. Um, uh, Cemetery Park, rather. Yeah." I know you're supposed to wear a mask and stuff like that. I used to nitro my bannister once, you know, where you take the paint off when I was a young lad. And I wore the regulation outfit, because it's really hot, of vest, baggy shorts, and flip-flops, even to the stage that once I might have my I thought, oh, I've got an I went on mean, like that. I started to burn. I thought, well, that's not a good idea. Straight up to the sink, splash a bit of water on it, That's fine. I think if you do this stuff all the time, it's important to keep the PPE in, but can you imagine wearing that gear? I remember once also rocking up to um, a railway network. And it's kind of, it was like heat it's at the moment, you know, 30 odd degrees. And they had to wear full, you know, long sleeve high vis, long sleeve trousers, boots, hat, glasses, the whole lot. And I, I said, What's going on? He went, Nothing. He said, We can't do anything. It's 30 odd degrees. He said, All I can pretty much manage in a day is to move four slabs. I move a slab. I sit down and have a restaurant out. It's so hot. I'm not. And I can understand that. It's horrible. You can work in it, but it's horrible. Why would you choose to live your life like that? Um, Steve Campbell says, ooh, fiberglass. The, cost, the cost-effective way of to weld a Ford Transit chassis. Yeah, don't do that, Steve. That's not good, is it? Really, that's going to be dangerous. And C11, Ian says, uh, the fiberglass matting goes on the back when you repair it where you can't see it as you put the bridger The fiberglass filler on the front. It was difficult to get to the back, and I'm shoddy. (laughs) As it is, it's now got a new step, which will come up on a video, which I believe if I get it edited in time this Friday. Pimp my ride. (laughs) I'm still painting it. I've got some chrome paint. Oh, it looks fantastic. You're going, oh, it looks lovely. I thought it'd be a disaster, but actually, I think it's all right. Um, Stay tuned. Steve at SDC Services said The poor trucks have more paint than the Humber Bridge You should change your name to Morph Yeah, you can't beat a bit of Tony Hart, can you? I'm doing, um, what's it called it? Take, take Art i with me lorry Fantastic TC Services uh, Having having used loads of two-pack products in my previous job When you mix the two parts together I was expecting it to go off in the glass by the time I started using it You have to be pretty quick when it ain't that quick You did mention that the curtains are all done Any picks in part two I had my worst week on CX so far with hardly any work at all. Still on the bright side. It's not raining. Well, it certainly ain't raining. Sorry to hear about you the week. I haven't finished painting the curtains yet. That will be the last thing to do, which is I've done. Now I've done the step, the bumper, the curtains once, the sidebars, chrome the wheels. Stay tuned for Friday. Curtains next. Got to buy the paint. Paint ain't cheap. And I've got the kid's birthday. Got to see uh, my friend who has loaned me the money for the trunk. is due a payment, and I've also got MOT. It's an expensive part of the month. This once that's all done, more paint. Um, W three eight eight Y one Joy's name. It said, "What a waste of time." But <laughs> priceless entertainment. Uh, whatever does it look like going up the road next this time next year, Rodney? Yeah, we've had that one coming up as well with Steve. Uh will come into that guys today or tomorrow. Um. Godzilla's finally... I <laughs> think this made me smart as well. John McClane. Tired of taking on the bad guys on Isopod Towers. Tackles fiberglassing front end and back of an unsuspecting daff in Lashard, the tie Saga. Yeah, not Isopod Towers, obviously, it's Wakatomi Towers. And yes, it is a Christmas film, but I see what you've done there, and it did make me smile. He said, a, uh, a classic of optimism seeking to overcome a crushing lack of ability. <laughs> the man it's a nail on the edge, you've got to give him that. He said, brilliant. He said, I love the way you started out by not troubling yourself with uh, taking, um, mm-hmm. taking it off instead thinking, I'll get the drill out. Check it to see what's behind your drilling. Nah, no, that's me. Yeah, I am the guy that tackles the job and then has to pay the guy double because, first of all, he's got to put right what I put wrong before he can actually do the job that I was trying to do. But, you know, never know. Uh Right, this one says I missed... The... Oh, this is because I did the video. because I missed the Sunday Q&A because I was um, on my way up to uh, Liverpool with the Panets, which has been taped, I think. Yes, it has been taped, and that will be coming out after Pimp My Ride. It's going to take ages to edit that one. That's probably a two part because there's so much footage. It's shocking. Um, Motty says, Eight tonne of drain cleaner is that dangerous goods? Are you and your truck ADR compliant? And he also says, Some drain cleaners like one shot are highly corrosive. It wasn't drain cleaner. It was, well, some of it said drain cleaner. Some of it said like moss. I think it's more like them spray things. You know, like when you spray your bath or you spray the water to try and get a moss in. But it does make you wonder. You never know what you're carrying. I had a guy the other day, yeah, again, Friday, another. He rang me up, I had another a potential job, Slaughter Milton Keynes, was tipping in Hatfield, and he said, it came up as an international number which foxed me. And then he said, Are you okay with um light ADR? I went, what do, what do you mean light ADR? And he kind of, I don't know, still kind of a bit vague. He says, Well, it's it's kind of it's a little bit ADR. I thought, I don't know what that means. I said, mate, I said, I haven't got any ADR. And he went, Okay, no problem. We'll let it go. Thanks for trying. He was a nice enough guy, but what's light ADR? It's when you get stopped by the, DV, um, the DVSA, you're either ADR or you're not, and it's either you know these these you, you've got a vat of acid on it, mate. You can't just drive around with that without right raining. You know, or, I sometimes wonder when you carry the batteries. You've got packs of lithium batteries and stuff like that. That's ADR, I believe. You know, I don't know whose responsibility it is. Presumably, it's the shipper's responsibility to tell you it's ADR. What happens, though, if you... Yeah, one for the wise guys. What happens if you get caught with a load that turns out to be ADR and you didn't know? Presumably, you tell the truth and see what happens. I guess it's your responsibility to check out a load before it goes on board. But that's not always that easy when they start loading you with, um, uh, you know, sort of black shrink wrap pallets. What is it, mate? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I'll just drive it then, shall I? No problem. Um, London creator, oh, how are you doing, Nick? He said, Eddie, because I obviously passed uh, uh, an Eddie Stobart lorry. He says someone has to shout out, Eddie Stobart lorry overtaking you. Uh, yeah, if I did that every time, I'd have my big horse. Well, there's a lot of Eddie Stobarts on the road. But, uh, And happy birthday for yesterday, mate. Uh, no, be three days going now. Uh, and Ian Merrick, who says, that's a pretty big jobby to Liverpool if it needs 18 and a half tonnes to shift it. Uh, take care, take money, shift jobby. Yeah, the, the truck will carry 10 ton. But again, I was talking to my mate Ian, you know, the guy who gave me the tyres. And I said, I, said, he, cause I said, How much do you carry? He said, We normally drag about 8 ton. I said, well, I thought these things can carry like 22 ton because he's like class one Arctic. He went, Yeah, but why would you want to? And I thought, Yeah, that's a fair point. It's no fun when you've got all that weight on board. It's much better when it's a seven 7.5 ton jobby. Oh, lovely. Fly up the hill, no problem. Uh, right, we're going to do this one. And then I think I might have to stop. Cause we're running out of time here this one is on points now i did one on, i suggested this this thing's coming up on points now when i talked about points i was talking about the pointless points you know the ones you get for amazon flex oh well done you've delivered a load of parcels you are now a amazon flex master genius pay me more money no 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 but you're master genius because you've got loads of points because you've driven i don't care pay me more money um Godzilla said, but it has turned into points on like speed courses, and a few people have done one speed courses A commented, which is nice. So this is real about speed courses and other stuff as well. Godzilla said, he said, points one Friday. He said I got done doing fifty and a thirty, which was a 40 zone. How do you plead? A bit guilty. I wasn't doing fifty and a thirty, that's for sure. Got done anyway. After a consultation with the JP, I knew the next day. Uh, the next day, he said, "I got done for 70 and 40, which is a license loser." Yeah, he's uh, pulled over, and the cop says, "Congratulations, fastest one this day." I thought this is never going to be a good outcome, <laughs> but um, and said, "Never going to be a good outcome." I said, "I wasn't so fast, and I had a legitimate reason for doing speed." I did also. He said the cop pointed out that I wasn't um, it wasn't a 60 as I thought; it was a 40. I, I said, "I told him I'd always run it at 60. I thought this, the speed limit had been." This, and he said, I've been doing it for the last six months He let me off with exceeding 40 for my honesty Six points in a weekend They went very nicely with my three I already had for reversing on a motorway Now that's a distasteful Unhappy story I could tell Please do, I'm intrigued Reversing on a motorway I imagine you just missed the junction And thought, well it's only 100 yards I'll be fine, i have just put up here And it's you started to reverse The police guy came down But who knows, reversing on a motorway Probably not wise um, Ishak Tolgay says He said helpful video Pete He said I also have three points for speeding And it's expiring this October I also had six points Not giving details to the police And MS90 which expired And will be removed in December So at the moment I have three points valid And the six points expired Never took the speed awareness course, got flashed with a 40 and a 30 zone. Will I be offered the course or will they will they issue me three points? Oh, God, if they gave me three points, I lost my job advice, please. Right, I did reply on a message. I thought it was important. Firstly, you've only got three points because the six points, are, what happens is I believe, and I'll be corrected if I'm wrong, they stay on your licence for... the three years but for the point of insurance they're active for the point of five years so for the point of insurance those points um, you've you've got nine points from the point of the police which is the one you really care about because that's the one that keeps your license you've got three points. Secondly you've never taken a course which means if you take the course you won't get any points you would just get the course you'll lose the ability to take the course again for three years but you won't get any points so take the course. Thirdly even if you had three points valid and the six points did still count and you didn't take and you couldn't take the course for some reason. And they go, That would put you on twelve points, which is a licence loser, you can plead unnecessary hardship which means you presumably have to go to court. I think you go to court for that one. And you go, if you take my licence away, it's not just the means I'm going to have to get the train to work. It means I will lose my job because I drive for a living, which means I lose my van, and as a result of which I'm going to not be able to pay my mortgage. And then so you can. And what will happen then is they will give you the 12 points and they'll give you a, a whopping great fine. And they'll go, right, you are going to have to drive incredibly carefully for the next however many years until these points come off. So I wouldn't panic, mate. I think you are going to be fine. I think that. I think what's probably going to happen is you'll just get off of the course. Take the course; it's worth doing. You know, at least it's 8 three points. Drive safe, Barry. David Goldrey says, "Thank you, Pete." I so said, "You said it all for me." I went through a speed trap at twenty four and a twenty mile per twenty mile per hour zone downhill from Crystal Palace to Sydenham. I know that road; that is that's that's that's, that's the windy hill where it goes. It's quick. I am um, doing I am doing my online course tomorrow and. Like you, he says, like you, I'm not a bad bloke. Thank you very much, Barry. I'm not quite sure when you judge a character there, but I'll take it as a compliment, cheers. He said, I do try, but anyone can have a momentary lapse con- con- concentration. Yeah, you're right. I've done it. Um, I had the same concerns about logging on as you, but, oh, yeah, because you have to log on to the Zoom course. Can, please work, please work, please work. Just, I'll get up like two hours early to make sure it works. It does. Um... Uh, but you he said, he said help with that. That's good. Uh, I'll try to learn from the course. You can. The stuff about the bubble, the stuff about sort of leaving bigger gaps. It all makes perfect sense. So how many have we got left out? Well done. Yeah, I think, guys... Yeah, we're going to call it a day there. I've got to go and do some stuff anyway. I've got to meet Harry. We're on a new... Um, we're now on apps. We don't do the paperwork anymore. We now do um, the walk-around check on the phone. We've got a thing called clear safe it's working good i've got stuff on the computer getting the hang of it i've got to show him how that works see you and check the thing out Did of pod's life on the road uh, but yeah that's it so this is it for sunday for, Q&A for today part two will come out tomorrow say five o'clock and in the meantime have a barbecue enjoy the sunshine and then on monday take care take money
0: at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place